Now, a literary insight before we talk to our author today. In South Africa, a book is deemed a bestseller if it has sold roughly 3,000 copies in fiction or 5,000 in nonfiction. So when I tell you that my guest today has sold over 600,000 copies of her books, you would not be remiss in wondering why she isn't more of a household name. Jo Watson is a multiple best-selling author of romantic comedies. They have sold like absolute wildfire overseas, particularly online on platforms like Wattpad. She's done exceptionally well in the UK. And finally, South Africa is waking up to the fact that we have a bona fide rom-com queen living and writing in our midst. Her latest book is just the opportunity to amplify that message and introduce her to our Cape Talk audience. Um, And I have to confess, romance is not a genre I read a lot of, but I really surprised myself because once I started the new book, Love at First Flight, I absolutely devoured it. It was exactly what was needed at this time of year, as I was just saying with our previous guests about needing a lift in energy and fun and vitality. This book delivered it in bucket loads, escaping into the world of the air traffic controller who falls in love with the pilot was just the thing, a story of a fake romance that ends up being a little bit more than that. And I won't say too much more about the plot because I want you to enjoy it for yourselves. But I will say an enormous welcome to Cape Talk to the author, Joe Watson, who is joining us via Zoom. Joe, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. Sure. Joe. before we talk about the book, I mean, let's talk about this phenomenon. You have had this massive success online and with overseas readers before really being properly discovered by your own local readers. Can you give us the short version of how that actually happened? Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've actually been hiding in South Africa rather <laughs> deliberately. Um, I haven't. I hadn't really wanted to kind of focus on the market here. I kind of wanted to just skate under the radar or whatever the expression is. But um, my agent sort of said to me, Joe, it's time you, you know, get known in your local markets. So I went, okay. Mm-hmm. And one listens to one agent, one's agent. When our agent says jump, we jump. And um, so, you know, I came out of hiding. But, but like you say, most of my, sec- my success really has been, you know, internationally. And certainly I've had huge online success. I kind of capitalized on the trend in online reading and writing. Mm -hmm. I kind of just jumped on that bandwagon, which is what launched my career. And I mean, launched it so spectacularly. Clearly, you're very good at what you're doing, Joe, and you are touching um, touching a need in a market out there that wants this kind of content, that wants to lose themselves in a book that makes them feel good and allows them to imagine a romance. It's a bit like watching a series like Virgin River on Netflix and binging the whole season in one go. I had that same sort of feeling at the end of reading Love at First Flight of immense satisfaction that something had gone right in the world for once. I mean, do you deliberately sort of write into to that space of knowing that people are wanting this, a book that gives them a, a, a bit of something racy, but a big warm hug at the end of it. You know what? Absolutely. I mean, let's just look at the world around us at the moment. I mean, I think we can all safely say it's not doing that well. Yeah. There's some very bleak elements around us. There's a lot of stuff. There's war, there's chaos, there's all of this stuff, you know, and people have got a lot of things going on for them personally. And I just think, you know, let's have a bit of an escape. Let's have a bit of a chill in the bath with some bubble bath or whatever, reading the book, having an escapist moment. I think that's almost just as important as, you know, you have literary, you know, fiction, which contributes in different ways, absolutely contributes in different ways. My book contributes differently. It contributes to entertainment value, escapism, you know, it's all of that stuff. I want my readers to be smiling by the end of the book. And, um, you know, that's what I endeavor to do each time I write one. 
Smiling and imagining that perhaps out there is the sexy-voiced, blue-eyed pilot waiting to sweep them off their feet one day. Joe, I don't want to say too much about the plot other than to tell our audience that it is a story about an air traffic controller named Pippa and a sexy pilot named Andrew, who are both absolutely devoted to their jobs and very good at those jobs, um, and also resolutely single. And both of them are feeling the pressure from family and friends to meet somebody and settle down. So when they find themselves facing upcoming family events that they are dreading, they make a pact that we will be a fake boyfriend and girlfriend. You come with me to the school reunion. I'll go with you to the family wedding and everybody can back off and leave us alone for a little while. And this being a romantic comedy, of course, things develop from there in a completely different direction from what they expected. Joe, I would be remiss in not mentioning one very important aspect of the character of Pippa. And it's one which made this book particularly interesting to me. Pippa is on the autism spectrum. And the way you wrote about the way she perceives the world and the way she interacts with other people and engages in conversation with them and the things she struggles with in that space. Incredibly, incredibly insightful. And I understand why, having read your introduction to this book, which tells me that that is drawn very much from your own personal experience. Won't you tell us a little bit more about developing this character uh, in that particular aspect? Thank you for bringing that up. I think that's one of the most endearing parts of Pippa. Certainly in the reviews I get, people kind of say that. And um, when I started writing this book, I had no intention of writing someone on the spectrum. And I was kind of in the middle of a process where I was sort of feeling like there was just something not quite right in my life, like something just wasn't feeling right. I wasn't feeling right in the world. And I've had struggles with mental health, but there was just something else going on at the time for me. And I, I just couldn't put it together. And I sort of embarked on a journey where I landed up actually getting diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. Wasn't a huge surprise for most people around me. Um, I sort of told people and most of them kind of, you know, laughed and went, well, <laughs> you kind of didn't really need to tell us that. Yeah. And I went, probably not. And um, so when I started writing this book, I actually received my diagnosis. And I said I had no intention of writing her as on the spectrum, but it just sort of happened. I kind of was in this phase of discovering myself, discovering who I was within this diagnosis. And I used the character as a cool way of kind of expressing it. Mm -hmm. And kind of, you know, I even did research on it because I, I mean, I didn't know what it meant to be a 40 plus year old woman on the autism spectrum. You know, it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's young boys for the most part that get diagnosed, you know. A lot of women are getting diagnosed later in life. And I didn't even know necessarily all the details of what that meant for me. Yeah. So this gave me a good opportunity to explore that. And um, certainly Pippa's kind of monologues mm. are sort of the kind of monologues I experience in my head 90% of the time. So, yeah, it is an insight into how someone on the spectrum sort of thinks and feels about the world. And particularly hard-hitting in, I mean, I just want to share a brief quote, if I may. This is sort of Pippa's inner monologue that we're listening to, um, where she is literally getting ready for a social event, practicing the conversations she's going to have and reminding herself to do things like make eye contact and ask questions because that is what people expect you to do. And, and she comments that other people didn't need to remind themselves of how to have conversations, but I did. Other people seem to find socializing and interacting easy. It came naturally to them. Me... I always seemed to miss those unspoken social cues, the ones that made pe that people made with their body language and their vocal tones. You know, I read that and I just thought it made a lot of sense. And there's a moment later on where she talks about needing to escape from the world in a moment of extreme excitement. Things are going really well in her life, but she feels this need to retreat into a room on her own. 
and, and describes the sense of having no filter between herself and the outside world, mm. of just needing to take a break yeah. from it. There were a lot of moments like that in the book, Joe, that I found incredibly insightful and that I think a lot of people will will recognize perhaps in themselves or recognize in a loved one who may experience this themselves. And I think it's a very valuable insight that this book offers in between the enormous entertainment value that it offers. Now, before we let you go, one of our listeners is asking whether any of your books have already been turned into or might yet be turned into either a movie or a television series. Is it something you've explored at all? Oh, my goodness, that would be the ultimate dream, wouldn't it? So I have had something optioned by an international um, production company, but obviously, you know, this is the thing. You get things optioned often and they go into development and often these things often these things kind of die in development. Yeah. So while I've had a lot of opportunities, I have had something optioned, nothing has come yet. So one crosses one, one's fingers and toes and all that kind of stuff, hoping that something does come of it one day. But I believe it's on the cards. I think it's on the cards. One just has to... You know, I think writing entertain, entertaining stories like I write, I think they would translate perfectly yeah. for TV and for, you know, so hey, any producers listening out there that want a little escapist rom-com, I'm your girl and I'm here. <laughs> you know, let's start chatting, <laughs> you know. Please make it happen, whoever is listening with influence out there. Last thing I must mention is the, the very unusual way you chose to launch this book. Uh, as I said at the beginning, it is a story uh, set in the aviation world. A lot of the the, inter- the action happens around airports and the main characters are involved in the aviation space. So, of course, you chose to launch it 30,000-odd feet up in the air. Passengers were flying between Joburg and Cape Town got rather more than their usual flight offering last week, I believe. Well, yes, they did. I mean, they weren't in on it. They knew nothing. And kind of 36,000 feet, we reached cruising altitude. And then I suddenly sprung onto the intercom and I launched my book at 36,000 feet. It was amazing. It was received, you know, it was so fun. It really was so fun. And I think everyone enjoyed it. The passengers all had a good time. I handed out books. I can't take credit for that uh, brainwave. That was Jonathan Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, and they're also running a competition at the moment with Lyft Airline. And if you guys buy the book, you can actually stand a chance of winning a weekend away um, by emailing marketing at jonathanball.co.za with proof of purchase. So I just have to slip that in because I know we all struggling at the beginning yeah. of the year. And I just think if you're going to buy a book, let's try to get something out of it as well, like a weekend. So we launched that in the sky as well, that competition and the book. And it was a fantastic little moment, I must say. And perfect. So you can buy the book and then take it away with you for the weekend, which you've now won from the competition and have an absolute break and get away. Joe, it's been, let's hope so, touch wood. By the way, you can buy the book in any good bookstore right now, retailing at roughly 390 rand a copy. And Joe, it's been an absolute delight catching up with you on the show today. I think it is fantastic that we are finally celebrating your success here in South Africa, your phenomenal success. Uh, And I really hope that the, the local audiences are going to rise and embrace your books just as enthusiastic enthusiastically as the international ones have done before. Thanks for making time to chat to us today. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Have a good weekend. You too. Joe Watson, the author of Love at First Flight, uh, published by Headline Eternal and the distributors in South Africa, as she's mentioned, Jonathan Ball Publishers. You can check out her social media channels at Joe Watson Writes. It's J-O, Joe Watson Writes, or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Or visit her website, joewatsonwrites.com, to explore her previous books, which are also available to order and enjoy.